Good morning, gentlemen. We're talking over here about what those who are Moshel Be Yitzram say. Hamoshelim Be Yitzram. What the people who are Moshel, what's Moshel? Are rule, they rule, they control their Yetzer. Which basically means that they are in charge of their desires and their desires are not in charge of them. Desires are an important part of life and they're not bad. The order of how they come about is the most essential and decides if your desires are helping you or hurting you. If your desires are in charge and you follow their lead, then there's it's a sure bet that you're going to hurt yourself. If your mind is in control of your desires, then you will be able to use them to your benefit. They will bring you tremendous pleasure. They will bring you tremendous hatzlacha. They will elevate your physical and spiritual life. Hashem gave us desires for a reason. It's not meant that a person should live without pleasure. The opposite. A person was created to have pleasure. But the unique creation of pleasure is such that if you allow pleasures to become your guide, you will lose your ability to enjoy them. It's an interesting, it's an interesting um, system that Hashem created. That if you live a life that's focused on pleasure, you will have less pleasure. If you live your life focused on emet and sheker, right and wrong, it is there that you will find the most pleasure. So the very pleasures that you're looking for when you chase them and they become your target, you have, the, you, you're basically going the wrong way. This is the unique sugya of pleasures. We, before we get to that, he says we want to hear advice from those who are Leaders of their pleasures. What do they say? What could they advise us? So yesterday I mentioned to you, even before we hear their advice, the very fact that we go to hear advice from a Moshel Be'Yitzron is already a great piece of advice for all of us even before we hear what they have to say. In life, I mentioned yesterday to you, we need advice. There are people out there that feel that they don't need advice. 
it's a tragic mistake. Because we all know that a person can make many mistakes. And humanity out there and here can look back at many mistakes they've made. Some small ones, some big ones, sometimes small mistakes can have very large consequences. A person could look back at his own life and see how many mistakes he made. The reason why he made those mistakes is not because he was ignorant. Because a lot of people are ignorant in things they never learned. The reason why he made those mistakes is because he didn't know and realize that he needs advice. It's not because people say, oh, you know why I made that mistake? Because I didn't know. That almost makes them feel good. Like, okay, I didn't know. That's why I made the mistake. So I didn't know. And they feel almost now like uh, exempt from the mistake they made. Like, what, what could I have done if I didn't know that? Today I know better. But that's a terrible mistake. Because you knew something then too. If you were paying attention to it. You don't have to know everything. But you have to know one thing. That you need advice. You need, you need to get advice in every area of life. I mentioned last night that a person gets married for the first time. How many people do you think that are getting married are rushing to get advice from a happily married person? How many Hatan and Kalas, before they get married, they're like all nervous that they need to go and listen to somebody that's going to help them ensure that they can have a great marriage. So I'm going to tell you that almost none. Some who go, it's through parental pressure sometimes, or the rabbi tells them they should go see somebody. But on their own, a hatan and kala, they should decide they need to go talk to somebody to get advice. It's not even a thought. Not even a haba amina. It's not nothing. A person has a child. How many people who give birth to a child for the first time are rushing to someone who raised wonderful, nice children and going and say, I got to sit with you. I got to talk to you. You know, I got this child last week. Not sure what to do with him. I need your help. Could you tell me what the long-term plan is? Could you show me the road? How to get there? How many parents, after they have a child, are rushing to talk to someone to advise them? I'll tell you the answer. Almost none. How can that be explained? How could it be that you were given a child and you know you grew up in this world. You know how many people are failing left and right. You know how many teenagers are suffering. 
you might have been one of them. So you know that having a child is not the same as being successful with a child. They don't go hand in hand. Because you had a child and because you love the child, that doesn't mean anything. Because every child that you ever saw suffering also had parents that loved them. So where, where is the heshbon? Where is your calculation here? Shouldn't that be the first stop to go and get help? Not one person does that. You see that marriage is complicated. You heard the divorce rates in this country. You understand, even in your own home maybe you saw that it wasn't so simple with your own parents. So it's not like you're in the dark. You know that marriage is not so simple. So you get married and you don't even bother asking. The unbelievable phenomenon that if you didn't see it on the ground, you would say impossible. He said, of course, people will be rushing before they make these important decisions. How they should do it the right way, how to get the best results. It's Pashut, Pshita. Who would have ever believed that intellectual humans that are aware of all the suffering and pain that they so badly don't want have no interest in seeking advice to make sure they get it right? Who would have imagined it? It's truly hard to believe. But it's the mitziut. It is the reality. And the, the Ramhal is telling us an amazing thought. I, I don't know if I fully have an understanding of this idea. But I think together with the zechut of the Rabbim, we're going to be able to uncover what he's trying to say. He says, Hamoshelim, Moshelim be Yisram, as we mentioned. They say, Bo'u Heshbon. Bo'u Heshbon means Bo'u. Their advice to you basically is you got to start thinking. You got to start thinking about important things in your life. Make Heshbonot. Like I mentioned yesterday, only people like this can give you advice. I mentioned yesterday. The pasuk that begins Sefer Mishle. We spoke about yesterday Mishle, but we, we didn't say the rest of the pasuk. I told you that pasuk in Mishle, the first pasuk, is a very important pasuk. Much more important than you can imagine. Not just introducing the book and the author. It says Mishle Shalomo ben David Melech Israel. That introduction is coming to help us understand whom to get advice from. The first thing is you got to know that you need advice. And the second thing is you got to know who to go to for advice. Not everybody is 
a valid source. Says Shalomo Amelech, here I'm writing a book to give you advice. Why should you read my book? Why am I the address that you should give your time and your energy to understand what I'm saying? Says Shalomo Amelech, do not open any book that gives you advice. Do not listen to every person that gives you advice. Do not learn from other people because they're not necessarily giving you the correct advice. So says Shalomo Amelech, you're opening the book of advice. Let me tell you why and the credentials of someone that can give you advice. Number one, it's Shalomo talking. Shalomo represents a man of chokhmah, a man who has developed his mind and he has wisdom. He lives by the rules of wisdom. People who don't live with wisdom are not capable advisors. Even if they got lucky and made some money, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by someone who was successful in business or has a lot of money. Not necessarily that person has chokhmah. Because you don't need chokhmah to shoot basketballs. Shooting a basketball doesn't require chokhmah. Singing a song doesn't require chokhmah. Having a good mouth on you that knows how to talk and attract people with your words doesn't mean you have chokhmah. Buying and selling buildings doesn't mean you have chokhmah. If you look at what people use as advisors in life, it's everything I just told you. Why is it that they'll pay millions of dollars for someone to get up and say something? Because those are advisors in people's eyes. What makes that guy an advisor? Because he's famous. What does that mean? What, is, what does that qualify him as an advisor? And I'm talking now not to the people in the street. I'm talking to us. You have any idea how much advice that we've gotten when we were little and continue to get from all these people? What qualifies an advisor in the world of Sheker is fame, talent, money, or all together. That's what qualifies it. If you're talented, you become the advisor. Now if you say, let's drink Coke, we're all going to drink Coke because you're so smart. If they say you should do this, you should go here, we're going to follow you. It's amazing it's amazing how people who don't look for advice, but in reality are being advised all day. They don't look for it when it's needed, but in reality, all day long they're taking advice without even realizing. Without realizing you're getting advice day and night. And by who? By people who are worthy to run away from. 
This is the reality of the world of Sheker. In the world of Sheker, you see, it seems, from the way Hashem made up the world, it seems that getting advice is a necessary part of life. It seems that you really can't live life without getting advice. That's what it seems like. But you got to figure out how you're going to use this chapter of your life. In the advice department, you can either get advice without even thinking from all, and if you, and if you get advice without thinking, it's usually from all the wrong people. Or you could sit down and open up the Ramchal and he's going to tell you how to direct this important part of your life. Because we all need advice and we're all going to get advice. I mean, there is nobody, unless the guy grew up in a, some, some cave and so nobody, there is nobody around that's not getting advice all the time. So it seems that it's a must as a human to get advice. Can't escape. But if you don't listen to what he's saying here, you're going to end up getting advice without asking. And usually that advice is coming from the wrong places and usually will get you not only nowhere, God forbid, in every bad place. So says Shilomo Melech. The first reason why you should read my book is because I am Shilomo, which means I am men whose currency isn't money, whose currency isn't talent, whose currency isn't fame. That's not why I'm talking to you. I'm not coming from that angle. Because I am Shilomo, a person who is a master of wisdom. That's number one. Number two, he says, Ben David. I'm not just Shilomo. I'm not just a man of wisdom. That's the first start. But he says, I'm Ben David, which means I connect to someone before me. I have a tradition of my father, David. And of course, David has a tradition of his father, Yishai. And Yishai has a tradition of his father. And his father, and his father. Which means that when I come to talk to you, I don't just use my own chokhmah. I don't just use my own experiences and my own thoughts. Because any wise person, any smart person, can have their own thoughts and be wrong. He says, but I am connected to a link. When I talk, I talk with tradition. I don't just say what I think. I tell you what Hashem thinks. How do I tell you what Hashem thinks? Because I don't talk unless I have a source. I had someone teaching me who had someone teaching him that dated back all the... When I connect, when I say I'm Ben David, what I'm really saying is that I'm connected to Har Sinai. When I say I am quoting my father, 
It means I'm quoting Har Sinai because we have a link that takes us back. If a, if a person today comes up to you and has some great advice, he is a wise person, he's a hakam, and he says, well, this is what I think, this is what I believe, so then it becomes less valuable. Because even though you're a hakam like Shalom HaMelech, but who's to say that your words are authentic? Even hakamim can come up with the wrong ideas. The Greek philosophers, they were very brilliant and they thought a lot and they had a lot of chokhmah and maybe they were right in certain areas, but in certain other areas, they were not right. So how do I know that your chokhmah is authentic. Life is too short and too precious to start taking chances of people's wisdom. So I need not only Shilomo, I need a Ben David. I need someone to get up and say that this is not what I think, it's something that I received, it's something I see in the Torah. It's something I see in the words of Hazal. It's something that I see from people before me. If I get up and start saying, gentlemen, I have a new idea of how to do things. It doesn't matter who you are and how smart you are. And even how big of a talmihagam you are. It doesn't count. You need to be shilomo before you get advice from somebody. You got to ask yourself, is this guy have wisdom? Is he involved in study of wisdom? Does he learn Torah? Is he at his life? Does he think before he does something? And then the second question has to be, is he Ben David? Does he have a link? Does he have a tradition? Who's his rabbi? Who does he get his information from? Where does his chokhmah emanate from? If you don't have a Ben David, sometimes they, they come up with these great people, prodigies. Say, so, oh, who's their rabbi? No, no, they, their rabbi, they, he grew up in a cave by himself. It's a miracle. He came out of nowhere. Anyone that comes out of nowhere, you could park him on the side and should have no relevance to you. You can't come out of nowhere and become my advisor. I need to know where your link is. I need to know where you came from. If I don't know where you come from, I do not have faith in what you said. It's simple, very simple formula. Good. Shalom ben David. Then he says, and even that's not enough. If you want real authentic advice that is going to take you to very big places, you need one more factor. You have to be Melech Israel. What, what does Melech Israel represent? It represents someone who has experience in dealing with people, not only in dealing with himself, which means that it would be beautiful to find somebody who has chokhmah and he has tradition. It's a lot. But it's still not 100% solid. 
until you have someone who also has experience dealing with other people. The reason why he needs experience to be your advisor is because sometimes even if it comes from an authentic source, is not come into reality and you don't understand it well until you use it in people's lives. Because the way Chokhmah sounds like in a book may feel different in real life. You may not understand the wisdom that you learned until it's practiced. Because you realize that when it's in real life, it's not the way you thought it was. So you need to know how to apply it in that situation. When you learn how to apply Chokhmah in that guy's world, and the same Chokhmah in that guy's world. Two different situations, but the same Chokhmah will give each one a slightly different curve of how to get to where he needs to get because the situation is a little different, so you got to bend a little bit. You got to bend the Chokhmah to reach him. Chokhmah is like this mic over here. It bends according to the user. You have to know how to to put it right, because there's so much chokhmah involved in dealing with, with a person. And you have to study him really well. You know, there are people, they call them street smart. Street smart basically means that they understand what's going on around them. There are some people who have a lot of wisdom, and it's authentic. But they're not street smart, meaning they don't really understand what the person is really going through. Also, by the way, sometimes they don't understand what he's asking. Very often when people ask a question, they mean something else. Very often when people come to get advice, they're asking you A, but they really mean to ask B. But sometimes they don't know to ask B, or sometimes they're too embarrassed to ask B. So they ask you A. Now, if you're a person who has experience, you understand when he asks A, he really means B. Because if you try to answer A with A, you haven't helped the person. Because that wasn't really his question. Every person has a Rashi to explain his words. Every person has a deeper understanding. You know how we said the other day? That when you learn the Torah, there's so much under and so much depth to what's being said. The same thing with people. When a person talks to you about something, there's so much more that he's not saying. And if you don't learn Torah and learn how to uncover the wisdom behind what you read, you won't have the ability to talk to someone and uncover what he really is trying to tell you. And if you don't know what he's really trying to tell you, so you haven't helped him when you give him advice because you advised him on the wrong thing. You took his words and you advised him, but you missed the boat. That's not what he was saying. Again, huh? My Imam Mukim, very good. That's right. There are deep waters in a person. There's much more depth to his issue than the words are saying. So if you're not experienced, you take it for face value and you advise the person, but you haven't helped the person. 
That's why being an experienced person is one of the important criteria of advising others. Now, it's possible you won't be able to find someone like Shlomo Miller. But the first thing is, Shlomo, at least get that one. Get someone who has chokhmah, who leads his life with chokhmah. And have someone that is proud of being part of a link that traces back to Moshe Rabbeinu and Har Sinai. And have someone with experience. If you get someone with all three, you hit a home run, you hit a grand slam. You stay around that person and you use them for advice. So important that this area in our life, like I said, it's already active. But unfortunately, it's active without us directing it. We're already active in getting advice. But we're not thinking who to get advice from. And automatically, if that's the case, we're going to be attracted to Olama Sheker and getting advice from all the wrong sources. They don't even have one of these three attributes. Now, that is lesson number one. Who is the guy that should give you advice? You know who it is? Ham Moshelim Be'Yitzram. Before you get advice, you have to assess who's giving it to you. Don't get excited by new ideas. Be excited by the people who gave them. Always make sure that when new things come into your life, make sure you ask who said, where did that come from? Even silly things. I told you once, I like to do this only to get people to think. But sometimes you have people that wear all different types of words on their shirts, on their pants, on their caps. One of the important things that I tried to bring out when I first asked them, they don't know why I'm asking. So well, I would ask, why are you wearing that? And they look at you like you're out of your mind. So why are you wearing that? Why are you wearing that name on your shirt? Bro, what do you mean? It's just a shirt. But why did you why did you buy that? Why not wearing my name on your shirt? Like, well, what you what, what does that name mean? What are you doing? And when you first tell someone that, they look at you like, what's wrong with this man? Like, what doesn't he get? What's he missing? He doesn't know what's going on in the world. He doesn't get it. But if you explain and say it enough time, then they realize who's the fool here. You went to a store and you saw a guy's name and you decided that should be your logo on your own shirt. Why? Because you've been advised without even realizing that such a shirt and such a name is so hashut that you're willing to travel to Europe to find where that shirt comes from. You're willing to pay all kinds of money to make sure you get that bag or that shoe. You lost your mind. And you're looking at the one who asked you and saying, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with you? Why is that important to you? How did it become important to you? Ah, because you're getting advice from who? People think, 
that they are self-sufficient. They're not. They're getting advice all day long. And if you don't make an active effort to get advice from the right people, automatically, without knowing, you're getting advice from all the wrong people. To the point that you don't even realize that you're buying things and you're going places and you're doing things because of all your advisors. You don't even think twice. You think it's you. You think you walked into the store and you bought that because it's you. Because it's obvious. What does that mean? It's not you. Someone advised you. So this is the important lesson. Before you get advice, check him out. You find somebody who is in charge of his desires. Someone who controls himself. That person you go to advice from. And what do they tell you? Come and start using your mind. In what way? Make hashbon. What's hashbon? Myth. Calculation, logic, use your brain. That's the first step. Make calculations about your future, about your life. Look what he says, and I'll end off with this. Look what he says. This is the part I told you I need a little help with. I'm not sure we have time to go through it. He says, because somebody who is not the ruler of his desires, lo yasim atzmo le'olam, he will never sit and think and make calculations about, his, about himself, about his future. Interesting comment. He's saying, those who are not leading their desires will never actually do this. They'll never sit down and think. It seems almost like thinking is the anti a person who just follows his, his desires. Which means if desires control you, You'll never feel a need to make a hashbon. Very interesting. One more time. If I'm a person who rules my desires, so that will bring me to feel a need to think about my future, to think about my life, to think about my marriage, to think about my children. But if I'm a person who is controlled by his desires, I don't even have the desire to get advice. I don't have a desire to think. I'm trying to figure out, maybe you guys can help me. Why is that? Why is that? Why is that connected? Why if I'm a desire-driven person, then I don't even have the desire to think about my future? Part of following your desires one of those desires is making you think that you know everything there is to know. One more time. A branch in following your desires 
is that one of our desires is that we know everything. That's also a desire. To believe that we know it all is also a desire. Yeah, you have a desire to get angry. You have a desire for food. You have a desire for kavod. One of the desires that we have as humans is to feel that we know it all. That's also a desire. So if you're a person who's controlled by your desires, then you never feel a need to get advice because your desire told you, you know everything there is to know. But those who are in control of their desires, they will realize that there is something I need to learn. There are people I need to ask. It's an amazing thing that a person controlled by his desires will never feel the need to make calculations and advice about his life and about his future. That's, that's the darkness. No, nobody is foolish enough to jump off the bridge and kill themselves. So if you know you need advice, why not getting it? Answer is that when you follow your desires, you feel confident that you know everything there is to know. And there's no reason to ask anybody. That's part of following your desires. A desire of the human is to feel confident in his opinion. Like the three-year-old, when his father talks to him, he says this man has lost his mind. What's he saying? He knows what's good for me. This kid doesn't know how to read, doesn't know how to add, doesn't know how to subtract, doesn't know how to do anything. But yet, so confident in his opinion, part of following our desires is full confidence in our opinions, and therefore we don't need to think. Yeah. Right. So only those who are Moshel Be'itzram are the ones that make calculations. Have a wonderful day.